concerning our last talk yesterday, we talked about the topic of why Tamma. The reason that we need to learn and study Tamma is in order to be able to know about the law of nature. So today we are going to speak about the law of nature. Usually, most of the people think that life is about nature. But in fact, it is not about nature, but it is the nature itself. So come to know about karma is to learn about the nature of life. It is because of instinct plus ignorance that make human beings believe that life belongs to us or belongs to me, or life is the self, life is the ego, but in fact it is not. So now we come to learn that really life is merely the law of nature, or it concerns, or according to the law of nature. It is not the self or the I at all. First of all, a long, long ago, human beings did not attach or did not cling to the idea that there is self or it is the self or the ego. But later on, according to some of the teachings that misled the people to understand that life is self or self is life. In fact, it is not. Teachers in those days taught that this is the self or there is the self. And this kind of teaching has been on and on until people cling to the belief that it is the self, there is the self, or life is the self. And at last, there is the doctrine concerning the self, or the doctrine meant the teaching that life is the self, is the eternal one. The reason it has become in this way of belief or of clinging to the belief of the self or having the self, it is because of this kind of education in those days. And then it has been practiced until today. Until the feeling of having the self or the soul seems to be instilled among people or among human beings nowadays. So, the clinging to the idea of having the self 
arises from two things. First, it is because of instinct of human beings. And the second thing, it is because of education. And this kind of education emphasizes on this point of having the self until people begin to cling to this idea stronger and stronger and having the belief that we are the self or I am the self or the other way of belief is life is self or life has the thing that can be called the self or the Atta, A-T-T-A. For this point, all of us must try to study the real happenings inside or in the mind until we can discover the reality or the truth of the nature that happens in the mind and this kind of reality that we discovered, of course, it is not correct. It's rather incorrect. But because of the feeling or the habit of accustom into the belief of having the eye or being the eye, so it makes us unable to see or to get into the reality of the nature of the nature. So the feeling of I am Atta, I am the self, or I have the Atta, or I have the self. This point, please try to convince it for yourself from the real happenings in the mind. And at last, you probably be able to see or discover that, in fact, it is not. It's merely the feeling, merely the feeling happens inside, but not the reality that exists in it at all. Actually, it is the mind that thinks or believes that life is the Atta or life has the Atta or the Self. And this kind of thinking happens in our daily life or every moment of life. So please try to discover until we find that really it is merely the misconcept of all of us, the misconcept of the thinking that taking life as the Atta or the Self. Part of it, it is because of instinct of human being that makes people think so or believe so that life is the self or life is the Atta. Besides, the way of 
having been brought up in our life. Added more of this kind of thinking stronger in the mind until it has planted a strong belief that life is the self or life is the Atta. There was one philosopher in the olden days. His name is Detta, and he said, I can think, so I am. And in this sentence, it means, I am, it means, I am the Atta, or the Self. So, this kind of concept, or this kind of belief, has been appeared or arisen in those days, long, long ago, during Lord Buddha's time, or even before. So, the story or a matter about the Atta or the Self is quite a long, long story. So, we need time to study about it. Then the feeling of having the self arises in the mind. Then this feeling will expand to the things that belong to the self, of which is called Attaniya. The self is the Atta. The things that belong to the self is called Attaniya. So when there is the self, there must be something belongs to the self. When there is the me, of course, there will be the mind. So you will notice that now there are two things, the self, the me, or the belonging to the self, or the mind. We may try to see it in an easy way or a simple way. When there is the self or the Atta, there must be my life, my honor, my fame, and so forth. So when there is the self, it seems to be the cause of having the things belong to the self. So. The belief in these two things will become duality. That means the self, the me, and the belonging to the self and the mind, it will always go together, or they will always go together as a pair. The meaning of the Atta in the highest level of belief or understanding of India. It means the self. And in this sense of the self, it will never change. It will always stay forever. No rising, no falling. According to the word or the understanding, according to the according to the word. Its meaning is this way. The self of which will never change, no rising, no falling. 
It will always stay forever or eternal. To look around more widely, it's like there is the body, and so they take the body as the Atta. This body is the Atta. And there are many things arising around the body or around the life. So people in those days, or who has such belief, will take all these things from the environment by consciousness. Or the other way to say is, they take consciousness is also the self or the atta, not only the body. Later on, after that, consciousness is somewhat of the knowing or the knowledge that what is what, that's consciousness. And later on, followed from consciousness, arising the feeling, feeling of this, feeling of that, feeling of good, feeling of bad, feeling of right, feeling of wrong. And in Tamma word, we call the feeling as Vetana. And so when human beings are getting used more and more with the Vetana or the feeling, at last they take the feeling also the self. They have the concept of the feeling as also being the self. After having the feeling, it will follow perception, the ability to perceive things, to be this or that. And later on, the person begins to take the atta or the self as the perceiver or the perceiver itself becomes the self or the Atta. After that, after the perceiver has arisen, it will be followed by the conception. And again, the person will take the conception as the self or the conceiver is the self. According to this way of belief, there will be five items concerning the belief of the Atta or the self. The first one will take the body as the Atta or the self. The second one Consciousness, again, being the self or the Atta. The third one, the feelings or the feeler, again, the Atta or the self. The fourth is the perceiver as the self or the Atta. And the last one, the conceiver, again, 
becomes the Atta. In India, before Buddhist time or before Lord Buddha's time, there is the belief according according to this way, as we have just said. It is the thing that is very difficult to explain, but they still cling to this belief very strongly. They believe that when the body died, the soul or the self will find another body. So, before Lord Buddha's time, the belief about the, the Atta or having the Atta is rather strong. So, when there is Buddhism, or after Buddhism has arisen in this world, the essence of Buddhism is to try to explain to all people to understand that, in fact, there is not self or the Atta involved in this matter at all. In fact, it is the thing of which we call not self or anatta, not the Atta. Anatta means not self. Atta means self. So we need to consider about the word Atta in five meanings as it has been mentioned. And these five meanings, the body, the consciousness, the feeling, the perceiver, and the conceiver, they take all these five things combined into one as consciousness or the soul or vinyana. And the doctrine concerning the Atta has been widespread all over. Even in Thailand, there is still a belief about this doctrine concerning the Atta. This kind of belief has been widespread all over the world, not only in India, <coughs> because it has arisen according to instinct of human beings. It really doesn't matter how much we try to explain that really it is not. It is not the self, it is not the Atta, but it is very, very difficult indeed to bring or to change, to correct the misconcept to the right concept. The five things that have mentioned is called the five aggregates or the five khanda. K-H-A-N-D-A, khanda the five aggregates or the five khanta, and it is the thing that we have to study about it carefully. To speak shortly, life can be divided in five parts. 
as mentioned, the body, consciousness, feelings, perceiver, conceiver. These five aggregates, or the five kanha, or the five kanta, is a very difficult thing. And if anybody does not understand about it rightly, it will bring problems to life. So all people need to learn and study thoroughly about the five aggregates or the five kanta, so it won't bring problems to life or life will be able to beyond the problems of the five kanta or the five aggregates. Then Lord Buddha was born and he was enlightened. He was he realized about the reality that if anybody takes the five aggregates or the five kanta as the atta. Of course, the man or the person will never escape from dukkha or sufferings. But anybody who is wise enough to understand that really the five kanta or the five aggregates is merely the work of nature is the mechanism of the work of the nature, then life will be beyond problems. That's why Lord Buddha has brought or has taught about the anatta, A-N-A-T-T-A, anatta or not-self. To make a conclusion. If the mind or consciousness believes that there is the Atta or the Self, that thing will become so heavy in the mind and then it will turn to be a burden of life. And this is what we call Dukkha or sufferings, or unsatisfactoriness. If the mind thinks or believes that this body, the body, is the self, then this belief will make the self becomes a burden, or the body, the body, becomes a burden to life, and it is this because the mind has lacked the right knowledge. That's why it attaches or clings to the body as the Atta or the Self. And so it has become a burden of life, it has brought Tukha to the mind. Worse than that, 
not only taking the body as the self, the mind further to cleanse to consciousness or vinyana as the atta or the self. So then, consciousness has become burden of life. So please realize or have the right knowledge that in fact, whether the body or consciousness, they are not the self or the atta at all. The word or the meaning of the word vinyana or consciousness is rather unclear or it is very difficult to make it clear to the understandings of all people. The word vinyana may refer to consciousness or to self or to source. This is according to the understanding of the belief of the Indian people. But in Buddhism, when we say or talk about Vinyana, Lord Buddha will refer to it as consciousness, merely consciousness, nothing more than that, as self or soul. If there, if there is the belief that vinyana is the self or soul, then it will widen the area of the understanding of self or soul covered to the five mentioned items as we have described. That is, the five aggregates or the five kanta will become true the belongings to the self or the soul also. So in this case, the area of having the self, the soul, or being the self or the soul will be so widespread and it will become more burden of life. In fact, when consciousness functions, it conditions patsa or contact. And after the patsa or contact arising, it conditions vetana or feelings. You may notice for yourself these happenings are merely the work of the nature, the contact, the feelings. But for those who believe that all things are the self or soul, as the Indian people in the olden days, then even the contact or the vetana or feelings that arising according to the work or path of the nature they will take the patsa or the contact, the vetana or the feelings as the self or soul also. After vetana or feeling has arisen, 
it will follow by perception. And then some may interpret perception as the Atta or take perception as the Atta. In fact, it is not. It's merely the part of the work of the nature according to mechanism or nervous system. That's all. When perception has arises, it will followed by the conceiver. The conceiver about the thinking or the idea. Of course, in fact, it's merely a matter of the work of nature. But for those who believe that everything is count is counting as soul or self, they will take perception as the self, they will take the conception as the self. Everything becomes self or soul. But in Buddhism, will take all these matters are merely the mechanism of nature. So, my friends, you will see that. According to the old belief, there will be the five atas or five selves. And according to Buddhism, there will be the five anatta or the five not-selves. Do you follow this? No? The first one, the body. The second, consciousness. The third, the feeling. The fourth, the perception. The fifth, the conceiver. For those who believe that all these things are the self or the soul, they will take that there are five atas or five selves. But in Buddhism, all these five things are merely the work of the nature. They are not self. They are merely anatta, A-N-A-T-T-A. So while the other side, the other conception of the belief of the people who cling to the soul or the self, they would say there are five atas or five selves or five souls. But in Buddhism, there are merely five atmatas. They are not self, they are not soul at all. Is it clear? Let us come to study these five things in more detail or study more thoroughly. <coughs> the first five aggregate or the first excuse me, the first aggregate or the first kanta is rupa kanta rupa R U P A Rupa Kanta means the material thing. And when concerning about the Rupakanta or the first aggregate, the material thing can be divided 
into two. The first one is the outer material. That means the body that we can see. The body is the outer material. But still, there is another kind of material thing. That is inner material aggregate. Inner material aggregate. That is, there are eyes, ears, nose, tongue, body. Eyes, ears, nose, tongue. These four are inner five aggregates. Body, rupa, is the outer material aggregate. And this outer material aggregate, which is the body, refer to the body, and the inner material aggregate refer to eyes, ears, nose, tongue. These two things, outer material aggregate or outer material kanta. An inner material aggregate or inner material kanta are called rupakan. Rupakan, R-U-P-A-K-H-A-N-D-A, rupakan. So when we say about rupakan, we refer to two things: outer material aggregate. That is root or body. Second, inner material aggregate, refer to eyes, ears, nose, tongue, and this we call rupakan. The inner material aggregate or rupakan refers to eyes, ears, nose, tongue, body. But for the sense of body, it refers specifically to the nervous system, nervous system of the body. That is inside the body. And eyes, ears, nose, tongue, body, or nervous system. You understand, or you know that we call it. Innocence organs, and so these innocence organs, there are pairs. Eye with the form, ears with the sound, nose with the smell or a pair to a smell, tongue to a taste, body to a touch. These. Are the other sense organs, of which are included in the rupakan or the material aggregates. The important point that we should bear in mind is that it doesn't matter whether it is the outer material aggregate. Or the inner material aggregate, they are all anatta or not self. They are not 
atta or the self at all. This is the significant point that we must learn and understand it clearly. They are not self or anatta. So the first kanta or the first aggregate divided into two, the outer material one and the inner material one. When the outer material aggregates meets with the inner material aggregates, which is own pair, then there will arising or condition consciousness. That is, it will be the root, the form, or the sight, the smell, the sound, the taste, and the touch. The form is a pair of the eye, the sound to the ear, the smell to the nose, the taste to the tongue, the touch to the body. When the pairs meet, then consciousness will function. If we will follow the theory of study or study it theoretically, consciousness seems to come last. But according to the practice or the real happenings in daily life, consciousness will come in a second, not the last one. That we mean the work of consciousness will come as the second one. When the eye sees the form, it knows what kind of form it is. Or when the ear hears the sound, it knows what sound it is. When the nose smells, it knows what kind of the order it is. Or when the tongue tastes, it knows the type of the taste, as well as when there is the touch to the body, it knows. And this is really, it is the work of the nerve system according to the work of the nature. It is not necessary at all that there must be the self. When we say it's not necessary to have the self, so there must be the knowing of this and that as the work of the self. In fact, it is not. It is not the self that knows what form it is, or what sound it is, or what order it is, or what taste it is, or what touch it is. It is not the work of the self or the atta. It's merely the work of the nerve system. So, Consciousness can work in five ways. That is, through the ear, eyes, nose, tongue, body. But 
It is not the work of the Atta or the Self. It's the work of consciousness according to the nervous system of the nature. That's all. Nothing more than that. It's the Anatta or not Self. When consciousness functions, arising the contact, and the contact conditions Vedana of feeling, feeling of liking or disliking, or positive or negative. So the feeling or the Vedana arising according to the nature is the mechanism of the work of the nature. It is not the work of the Atta or the Self at all. So please know that even though we call the feeling or the feeler, it is not the Atta. It's merely the activities of nature. It's not self. When feeling arising in the mind, there will be some of discrimination followed. That is, the discrimination of measuring it, of value it, whether it is good, whether it is bad, whether it is satisfaction or dissatisfaction. The way of discriminating things like this, it is the ability of perception in doing so. So, the feeling of discrimination or judging things or reasoning things, as we may call it, is the work of perception. Again, it's not that. It is not the work of the self. It's merely the work of the nature. So, the fourth kanta, the third Kanta or the third aggregate, which we call perception, is also not the self or the Atta. The first aggregate, Rupakan, is merely the work of the nature. The second aggregate, Vedana or feeling, also the work of the nature. And the third aggregate or the third kanta perception, again, is the work of the nature. It's merely the work of the nature. Mechanically, it's not the work of the atta or the self at all. Please try to follow, to follow your understanding or your contemplation along this line. When perception arises, there will followed by the thought of how to do with it, how to deal with it, how to manage, how to arrange. And this kind of thing, we can say that it has formed the conception 
in the mind, of which we call sankhala. Sankhala. Sankhala means conditioning or concocting in order to form a new thing, and in order in doing this, it has created something that we call karma or the deed. But whatever happens is merely the part of the work of the nature. It is not the work of the self or the atta at all. And this sankhara or conception has come to be the fifth of the five aggregate. I may have confused you. I may, I mean myself, not his venerable Tan Ajahn. You see, there are five kanta. Please let uh, let me make it clear. The first one, according to the theory, rupakan, the body. That means outer material aggregate and inner material aggregate. The second one. The feeling of vedana. The third one, perception. The fourth one, conception. The fifth one, consciousness. This, if we speak theoretically, but concerning the practice, consciousness, that's supposed to be the last one, has come to function in the second aggregate. So you follow me? Is it clear? I'm sorry that I make you feel confusing. To put the five aggregates into order according to its action, the first one, rupakan, the material things; the second one, consciousness; the third one, feelings. The fourth one, perception, and the last one, sankhara. Conception. Conception. The fourth one, perception. The last one, conception. This we set priority of them according to the action. So coming to think or to consider it carefully, we'll see that. There is a secret in this line of working, so it seems to be our function to try to find this secret that is behind this work. Please let us emphasize this point again. According to the theory of education concerning this tamma. We'll put consciousness or vinyanakan to be the last one, but according to the action or the real happenings of the work, vinyanakan or consciousness will become the second among the five aggregates. What's the reason that vinyanakan or consciousness has become the second? When theoretically speaking, is the last. It is because 
you may see for yourself that consciousness or vinyanakan has functions many times. It has functions many times. Sometimes it works with the body. Sometimes it works with the retina of feelings. The other time it works with the perception and the conception. See, it has to combine its work or work together with this and that. This uh, this kanta or the other kanta all the time. That's why we put it as the second one. And it is because it is very, very special, important aggregate among the five. So we have to talk about it and emphasize about the vinyanakan or consciousness more than the other five aggregates, more than the other four aggregates. In order to set the sequence of the five kanta, if we study in Tamma school, we'll put the consciousness or Vinyanakan as the last one. But if we put it into practice or study it according to the practice, consciousness will become the second. Please don't feel confusing because of this. Why we do set the priority? differently among the studying theoretically and the practicing. It is because of the aim, the aim or the objective when we want to deal with the word consciousness. What aim or what objective that we need to deal with it at a certain moment? I should like to give you some example about the five kantas or the five aggregates. Please try to pay more attention carefully about what I'm going to say. A child, one child, went into the forest. And in the forest, there was a very beautiful bird. The child had the inner material aggregate, that is the eye. So the eye sees the bird. The bird is the outer material aggregate, which is the pair to the eye. When the inner material aggregate depends on the outer material aggregates, of which we use the word in Tamma as Patitya Samukba. When the inner material aggregates, in this example, it means the I, depends on the outer material aggregates, here refers to the bird. The consciousness, it con the consciousness functions. It means consciousness of that child functions. When the eye of the child sees the bird, the beautiful bird, or when the inner material 
aggregates depends on the outer material aggregates. That is the bird, the beautiful bird. It has condition, the feeling, and that is the, and that is then consciousness functions. Then consciousness functions. It conditioned vedana or the feeling because the child feels satisfied with the beauty of the bird. And so now the Vedana Khan or the third aggregate has arisen. Then it might condition some of the perception in the mind of the child, such as this bird is very beautiful. If we can catch it, we may be able to sell it in a very good price. And this is perception. And it is the fourth aggregate or the fourth kanta has arisen already. When a child has valued the price of the bird in his mind, then arising the idea or condition the idea of how to catch this bird, try to set a trap to catch this bird, so he could get the bird and sell it because he realizes the value of the bird. This is the conception. The conception of making a decision to do it. And so conception has become the last of the five aggregates according to the practice or the real action. But in school, in school of Tamma, they will put consciousness as the last one. But in fact, through the practice, you realize for, the, for yourself that consciousness will always be on the second because it works with or combined, it works with other aggregates or other kanta. So conception will become the last one. Let me repeat it again. The eye of the child which sees the bird, it means the eye is the inner material aggregate, depends to the outer material aggregates. It's Rupakan. It's Rupakan. Then the two Rupakan of which Outer, inner, outer material aggregates depends on the outer material aggregates. It conditions Vinyanakan or consciousness. So this is the point of the arising of consciousness when the outer material aggregates depends on the inner material aggregate.
Good condition, Vinyana Khan or consciousness. And the child feels very much satisfied with the beauty of the bird. And so it conditioned the feeling of Vetana Khan. So now the Vetana Khan or the feeling of aggregate has arisen. And then the child feels that if we can catch the bird, we shall be able to sell it in a good price. And this is perception or the arising of the four aggregate, of the fourth aggregate. That is perception. Then the child has conceived the idea of how to trap the bird, to catch the bird. And he has decision to do it. This conditioned conception or sankhalakan. And so conception or sankhalakan has become the last or the fifth aggregate. The confusing point of setting priority of the five aggregates or the five kanta arising at this point on the point of consciousness, how to put or how to set priority of consciousness, whether to put it in the second or to put it as the fifth aggregate. So the point that to bear in mind or to remind us is if we consider about Vinyanakan or consciousness according to the work of the nature, it will always be the second. But if we shall merely talk about Vinyanakan or consciousness, but never try to get into the real acting of it, we'll put it as the last one or the fifth aggregate. But my friends, as you follow the explanation, you'll see for yourself which spot that Vinyanakan or consciousness should be put as the second or the last. We use it as the work of the nature. And in fact, we work with it all the time as Vinyanakan. Sometimes it works with the Rupakan, the other time with Vedana or with Sanyakan or with Sankhalakan. And so according to the nature, please remember the Vinyanakan or consciousness will always become the second Khan or the second aggregate. So the problem concerning the five aggregates, if there will be any problem concerning the five aggregates, it is because of the feeling of clinging or attaching to it. If we have the attachment to any to any of the five aggregates, 
will see or will realize it immediately that that aggregate or that khanta has become a burden of life. Immediately it will become a burden. If there is attachment to the body, then the body will become a burden to life. If there is attachment to the vetana or the feeling, the vetana will become a burden and so forth. And unfortunately, if any of us has the attachment to all five of them, please imagine how burdened, how heavy it would be. So, in fact, the five aggregates or the five khantas are merely, merely the five aggregates, the five khantas, according to the nature. It's not heavy, it's not a burden at all. The burden or the feeling of a burden will arise when there is attachment to it. Tukha will arise when there is attachment to it. So now you have a choice. Would you like to have a burden? If not, don't attach to it. If you like to carry things very heavy, then attach to it. See, you come to the crossroad. Even the thing that we call life is merely life, is nothing more than that. If there is no attachment to life, then life is merely life. There is no trukka in life at all. As soon as there is attachment to the thing of which we call life, then trukha or suffering will arise and will catch the mind. So the essence of our talk is we must have life which is very free, very independent, very liberated from all kinds of attachment. Yesterday we talked about the Dhamma, why Dhamma, and one among the ten answers is Dhamma is the art, Buddhist art. So to have or having the life without attachment or engagement to anything, this is truly the spiritual art. And it is the highest of all arts in the world. If we cling to anything or attach to anything, it will condition anxiety, worries, or source of sufferings. It becomes a burden. Or to speak shortly, attachment has conditioned Tukha. So the essence of Buddhism is to learn to void, to be void, V-O-I-D, void from attachment. And this it means we shall be able to live by being void from problems, from tukha, 
and life will be beyond all kinds of problems or dukkha. For instance, we have deposited the money in the bank, but there is the feeling of clinging that the money in the bank is mine, it belongs to me, it's mine. Where is the money? Is it in the bank or is it in the mind? Or we just carry it on the head all the time, wherever we go. In fact, we deposit it, we deposit it in the bank, but the mind always clings to it, worries about it, thinks of it all the time. It becomes problems and burden to life. So please see for yourself a great difference between attachment and no attachment at all, how different that it will bring to life. Or if we do have family or treasure or fame or honor or position or anything, if we attach to it, every of it, then all these things will just be in mind or on the head. We carry them all the way through, and so we carry all the heavy things, the problems. But if there is no attachment or no clinging to all those things at all, they are merely be where they are. They don't become problems. They won't become burden to us. So please, again, try to see it clearly that the difference or the tukka merely based on attachment or not attachment, nothing more than this. If we attach to the world, then it seems we carry the world on our shoulder all the way through. All the examples that we have cited are merely the outside things. It's not good to attach, but it's not too worse. The things that we need to consider very carefully, that is about the five aggregates, that most of the people cling to them or attach to them without realizing it. Then we cling to the five aggregates or the five kanta as the self. That's a great burden, a great tukha. So put it down. Put it down with the feeling of not attaching to it. Merely see it as part of the nature. It works according to the nature. It's not self, it's anatta. Anybody who can be convinced oneself with this right understanding, the result is no tukha, no problems, always beyond positive and negative. And this is a true freedom of life. It is because we don't have this kind of knowledge. Since we are born, we never learn anything about it. That's why we have been living as 
rather ignorant in an ignorant way. So now it's time to come to study and understand, have the right understanding about the reality or the truth of nature. So we shall be able to live without attachment. And this kind of life without clinging or attaching is very pleasant, very easy, very simple, very free, very liberated. It's beyond expression or beyond my ability to express it. My, it means me, myself, not this venerable son Ajahn. And this is the purpose or the objective of learning Dhamma or coming to study Dhamma. And then we say, why Dhamma? It is because of this. We want to be free, really having a free life. So it's worth of living. If I put it this way, would you understand it rightly? Have you realized that all of us have been in prison most of our life? We have been put into prison most of our life. It is because of avicca or ignorance that made people clinging to this and that. Anything that we cling to it is a prison. We have put into that prison. We become a prisoner to the thing that we attach to. So coming to study Dhamma, to understand Dhamma, the purpose of it is to be able to free oneself from prison. It's the prison that we have put ourselves into it voluntarily. And that's because of ignorance. We don't know. We have not learned. But now we have learned about it. So we learn to free ourselves from prison. All that we have talked or we have said yesterday and today concerning the answer of the question, why Dhamma? Why come to study Dhamma? It is because we need to learn about the nature, the law of nature. And after learning and understanding about it, we need to put it into practice according to the law of nature. And about the five aggregates or the five kanta that we have talked today, really, it is merely the law of nature. Kanha, the five aggregates, merely the law of nature. It's nothing more than that. If we understand this point clearly, we shall be able certainly to free ourselves from prison, from problems. This morning we have talked very thoroughly about the five kanta or the five aggregates. Next time we'll talk about of how to be beyond the power of the five aggregates. That is 
beyond the power of attaching or clinging to the five aggregates, and it will be about patita samuppa or dependent origination. If we all know and understand rightly about the five aggregates and dependent origination, this is the essence of Buddha. If we know all of this, we know all about Buddhism. If you have succeeded in practicing anapanasati or mindfulness with breathing, of course you will know about patijasamukbhat or dependent origination real well. You will free from the problem concerning the five aggregates. So I wish you all to have a success in practicing anapanasati or mindfulness with breathing. Thank you very much for your kind attention. You are very patient, very attentive indeed. It's not very easy to find such good listeners like this, but still you listen very patiently. Thank you. Have a good morning. And add, as Sanajan used to say yesterday, please return to the others one more by walking without the walker. Merely have the breath as friends.